If you're looking for the latest in comedy, news, and entertainment, the only place to go is the Humor Meal. Check out the website, humormealmag.com. Humor Meal, the only place for comedy, news, and entertainment. I see you, Frank. What's up, everybody around the world? Thanks for tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. Remember to follow Rodney on Twitter, at Rodney Perry. And for all of your Rodney Perry updates, text Rodney Perry, with no spaces, to 41411. Again, to stay up to date, text Rodney Perry, with no spaces, to 41411. And we are back. This is your boy, Rodney Perry. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. Um, Today, we're talking about the Trayvon Martin case. We're talking about how you feel uh immediately uh on the aftermath of the case uh i got a chance to listen to v103 right here in atlanta um um it it was really a a, a powerful day uh, my wife and i was out of the concert and uh, it really kind of put a funk over our evening you know to to realize that you know this injustice had had been had transpired and and you know and I, I say that I say that you know, qualifying this, I have sat on a jury before. I know how difficult it can be. I know how stressful it could be, um, and I don't, I don't, I'm not dissing those ladies. You know those those six ladies. I'm not dissing those ladies. I fought the prosecution. I fought the prosecution in terms of. They allowed the the defense to uh, adjust the timeline. They allowed the defense to to start us at a punch, which which in itself was probably self defense. But we don't know because Trayvon is no longer with us. Okay, so instead of a guy that was in his vehicle that saw something he thought was suspicious, that made a call to the cops, that got out of his car, that walked up to a guy, then got punched. We start at the punch. That just doesn't make sense. So uh, you got to look at the bigger picture. As I see it, I see Trayvon Martin case not necessarily so much about Trayvon Martin, not necessarily so much about George Zimmerman. I think it was about the gun lobby who funded a large portion of George uh Zimmerman's uh defense fund. When you when you start when you inject the, the gun lobby, you know, then it becomes a handgun issue. Right? And once it becomes a handgun issue, I think that's and that's an issue that's way bigger than those two uh men. So uh, man, it's a lot of stuff going out here. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna open up the phone lines. The number seven one eight three zero five six three eight three. Thanks for tuning in, Denise from Mississippi. You on Rodney Perry Live? Hi Rodney, how you doing? What's up, Denise? Man, we, we talking about Trayvon Martin today, man. I, it's a it's a it's a subject that I think, you know, I think it's given a lot of us a wake up call, you know, in terms of you know the black community. You know, I mean, we have our great jobs and our great homes, and and you feel like you know the equality that Martin Luther King talked about we've achieved, and then you see something like Trayvon, and you have to wake up and go, man, we're still a long way from being yeah. this being a fair place. What do you think? Well, I mean, yeah, true, but my thing with with the Trayvon Martin case is that, and I know I. There's not going to be a lot of people that agree with me. I, I even went on Facebook with this, and, you know, I kind of got some 
negative feedback. But no, nobody was there. You know, I hate this, this kid is gone, and I hate everything happened like happened. But nobody was there, and he mm-hmm. may have unjustly he may have unjustly shot um, Trayvon Martin. Um, I think that you know when the officer said or whoever he talked to said, "Don't follow." He followed. You know, he shouldn't have did that. I don't doubt for one minute. I think it, it, it's an issue about. I don't. I, I really don't want to look at it as a race thing. I think the, the the everything is coming from this being an unarmed child. Mm-hmm. This being an unarmed child that he came up against and, and shot him. Um, I feel like a lot of stuff that they should have submitted into the court is evidence. It wasn't submitted. I mean, it just it wasn't looked at right. I mean, because when he made the phone call calling for help, it was like help. Help, like I'm saying. If somebody beating your ass, oops, excuse me, I didn't mean to say that. If somebody's beating you, if somebody's beating you, you're going to have some delayed breath. There's going to be some huffing. There's going to be some puffing. You're just not going to be, help, help, help. It just don't work like that. And I don't think they look into that part enough. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, so, so I mean, I mean, you you you're saying what I said essentially that you know my beef is with the prosecution. I think that they 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 dropped the ball in prosecuting this case. So, um, but I do think I disagree with you on this point. I do think it is a race issue, not because of of the ethnicity of George Zimmerman, because he is a, not a white American, but. Right. He's proof that there are people in this country that heavily identify white, whether they are or not. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. But I just, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing, I'm hearing your reservations. What, what are you feeling? I mean, and that's really what we want to achieve today. Like, how do you feel? Okay. Like, how does this make you feel? Out of all honesty, I guess I, I'm in Mississippi. Okay. Okay. We see all types of stuff going on here. I mean, we had a, a incident the other night where um, this girl pulled off and the uh, guy thought she didn't uh, pay for the gas. She had a one year old in the car. He follows her and he shoots her. You know, it didn't make the it didn't make the news. Um, right. My thing is this: the reason why I say I don't want to look at it as a race thing because we have so 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 many black people. We have had people before us that fought for this and fought for that. But you, mm-hmm. we have so many black people that, that are just, they're killing each other for no reason. And right. I mean, I mean, for absolutely no reason, because I looked at you funny. You want to shoot me. And, you know, and let's just be honest about it. Women, when we're out there and we're shopping or whatever, because, and I did it today. Let me stop you right there, Denise. Let me stop you right there, because I think that's an interesting point. Um, uh, but that's a different, that's a different that's a different conversation, Denise. You know what I'm saying? I I, I understand what you're saying. I, I think I think this whole thing. I'm sorry. I, I was just saying a killing is a killing, and I just don't I don't I don't do the I don't pull the race thing. I don't. I, I mean I know there's there's racism and stuff that's out there, but I just try not to play that race card all the time. Okay. Okay. That, that's I mean, fair. That's fair. Well, let's do this, Denise. Stay on the line. We're going to take a few more calls, and uh, we're going to see what people think, man, because I understand what you're saying. I mean, there are, there are countless murders in Chicago right now, and a lot of that's black-on-black crime. But that's okay. really not the conversation we're talking about right now. We, we're okay. talking well, about 
Let me say ahead. one thing. Let me say one thing. I'm going to stay in line, but I was saying, the, the point I was trying to make, you know, it's like sometimes we, we're out and about, and, and, I, and I know I have a habit of doing this. We even categorize black people as looking suspicious because I was downtown today, and a man, this homeless man, he walks towards me, and the first thing I did was try to hide my person's cell phone. I mean, so we as black people, we don't even trust each other. So so you're saying that we, we profile the same way? The black people do. And, I mean, if you can just be honest, have you ever been out there? I mean, I don't know if you can say I've probably been out asked you that, but, I mean, me as being a black woman, I, I guess it's, it, it's just because I've been robbed before, it's just that it was the black men that it was black men that robbed me. Now when I'm out, if I see somebody walking towards me, and most of the time it's a black person, yeah, I kind of put that in my head. Okay, let me see which way they're going, so I won't go that way. But let I me mean, give you this, Denise. Like let me that. let me give you this. Let me give you this, Denise, because I, I get what you're saying. But this is what you didn't do. Yes, you profiled that black dude. Yes, you covered yeah. up your purse and your bag, but you did not shoot him. Hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry. You're tuning in to Roddy Perry Live. Tuning in to Roddy Perry Live. We're taking calls today. The phone lines are wide open. Thank you, Denise, for being our first caller. Uh, uh. I'm going to come to my man. He's a lawyer out of California. We're going to come to you, Victor, in a second. I want to take this call from A-Money. A-Money, you're on the line, Rodney Perry Live. Oh, good, good. what's good, Mr. Rodney Perry? It's, it's all good, uh, sweetie. I mean, we're, we're, we're talking about Trayvon Martin, the case today. We're talking about how you feel. How did you feel when you heard the verdict? And, um, and, and, and how, do we, how do we move on? Well, you know what? I I definitely was not shocked about the verdict, being that I know that it is a race issue. And, you know, they really didn't even have to have a trial because basically, you know, most of us knew how it was going to turn out and we should have prepared ourselves, you know, better for this verdict because, as you know, it is a race issue. And, you know, he should have been convicted alone just on the fact that, the 911 call, and they're telling him to fall back, not to follow him. Why would you continue to follow this kid and then end up killing the kid? I'm mad about it. Yes, I am, because it's an outrage in our blind justice system, just that. It's blind justice because we as a people, we as African-American people, we don't take the time out to really support each other and really read and find out what's really going on so that we could do better to be better. What, what, what that's that's an interesting comment, a money. I mean, you, you, you I, I got to go back, take you back a little bit. You said you, you felt you, you had a sense that that the verdict was going to be this way early on. Why is that? Because first of all, I mean, you killed someone's kid. I, it doesn't matter who you shot or killed. But you, but no, 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 no. Let me stop you. You, you, you you felt that George Zimmerman was going to walk. Why yes. did you feel that way? Because he walked in the very beginning. He was nowhere to be found. He was not arrested when this kid was laying on the ground dead, bleeding to death. So that right there let me know that, hey, you know, it's no need for a trial because they already let you know in society that this man is innocent. And there wow, are. wow, wow, wow. Super interesting comment. Hang on, A-Money, hang on. Wow, that, that that is a great comment because she's absolutely right. There, you know, I mean, it was it was some weeks before George Zimmerman, George Zimmerman was charged, 
you know, so uh, this is a real interesting case. And, and let's get into this, you know, may, maybe maybe in the next half hour, we'll get into how the media covered how the media covered this particular case because, you know, whether you're watching CNN, Fox, or HLN, HLN it, it was some interesting ways this case was covered. All right, uh, this is Roddy Perry. You're tuning in Roddy Perry Live. We come back. I'm going to bring my man on the line, uh, uh, a lawyer, and we're going to talk to him a little bit, get his comment, and see what he thinks. Y'all stay right there. We'll be right back with more Roddy Perry Live. Tell you people, we're talking about it. 718-305-6383. 6383. What did I do with my last five hours? Let's see. I was a dietitian, a housekeeper, a pediatrician. Yeah, that was a third degree boo-boo. A housekeeper, a sanitation engineer, a housekeeper. Good thing I have five-hour energy to keep me going. What will you do with your next five hours? What up, y'all? It is time for Off The Chain with me, Rodney Perry. I'm your host. My girl, DJ Tracy Steele, is on the ones and twos, and we premiere October 22nd, 9 p.m. on Bounce TV. You don't want to miss it. The best in stand-up comedy. Let me tell y'all something. It's going to be so off the chain. Did I say that? Off the chain? I'm crazy. Bounce TV. That's www.bouncetv.com. Hit them up on Twitter, Bounce underscore TV. They're at Bounce underscore TV. This is Rodney Perry, and I'm the host, bitch. <laughs> what up, y'all? We are back. This is your boy, Rodney Perry. Off the Chain is coming back. I like to run that commercial because I just like it, but uh, we, we, become, we have a new commercial, a new theme song coming at you full effect, uh, thanks to my girl, Kaz May. But uh, uh, Off the Chain is coming back, and we will be shooting here in Atlanta this week, that's Wednesday through Saturday. Wednesday through Saturday. If you want tickets, you can hit us up, uh, and uh, and we'll we'll talk about it. Wednesday through Saturday, we'll we'll uh, hook hook y'all up with tickets with tickets. So you can go to my Twitter. I'm at Rodney Perry on Twitter or any one of my Facebook pages, and we'll hook you up with some tickets. All right, now we are back. Uh, we got uh, some great calls. Thank you, Denise. Thank you, A Money, for calling in. And um, I got to tell y'all, man, I'm. This this is a really interesting show today. We're talking about Trayvon Martin, the Trayvon Martin case. We're talking about how how you feel, how you feel as a result of this case. Um, uh, Victor, Victor Marshall, you on Rodney Perry Live? All right, all right. How you doing, brother? Victor Marshall, uh, you you you're, you're a criminal attorney. You know, right. you, you're a def- you're a defense attorney. Um, how would you? have approached this case as a defense attorney. Did did the defense do their job? Well, apparently they did. I mean, based on the results, of course, um, what they did was they made sure that they uh, turned every, essentially every prosecution witness into their own witness. I mean, you heard some of the uh, stronger witnesses and so on that um, uh, that the prosecution put up, and essentially what they did was they turned them into their witness. They, they, uh, they discredited them with with uh, prior statements that were said, and particularly the uh, friend of uh, Trayvon Martin herself. There were things that yeah. she said in, in, in you know, the very beginning, and then she ended up changing those things uh, during the testimony, uh, during the trial itself, and under sworn testimony. So those kinds of things tended to hurt the prosecution. You see? Hey, so, hey, but, hey, okay, i got to ask you this, Victor. I mean, you, you're a lawyer. Are we being too emotional? Is it just 
a matter of two lawyer, two teams of lawyers, one won, the other, di- the other didn't. You know what? I'm glad you asked that question because, you know, whenever you walk into a courtroom, the thing that the that you know, every judge is going to say, I mean, in, in fact, the uh, lawyers and you know, end up asking each of the jurors is to make sure that you know you set aside your emotions and things of that nature. But I mean, just let's let's just think about that for a second. And that is that when we walk into a courtroom, we cannot separate ourselves from what happens in that courtroom. Because when we walk into that courtroom, it's filled with our own personal uh, emotions, our own personal experiences. And whenever we perceive, you know, someone coming in into a courtroom, I mean, getting on a stand, or even with uh, with respect to Zimmerman himself, his perception of what he saw when he saw Trayvon Martin, he saw this young black kid. He said, you know, specifically that, uh, you know, they always get away. You know, I'm tired of them getting away. You know, his experiences brought him out there, took him out there, and it was wrong. But we often, you know, uh, approach everything with our, our particular emotions, and that's what, that's how people are, are reacting to it. They walk out on, they go out on the streets. I mean, you have people that are protesting and so on and so forth, which of course I can understand. Which of course now, I can now, understand. now I got to ask you this, Vic. I mean, I've known you for for some years. I know you you prosecute. Uh, uh, I mean, you defend defendants in Los Angeles, and I've even had opportunity to read some of your caseload, and I can read some of these dudes, and I'm like, this dude going to jail. How would you? I'm, I'm going to ask you to, to change your hat from a defense attorney to the prosecutor. How would you have prosecuted this case? You know, if if I if I filed the charges in this case, you know. <clears throat> I would be very cognizant of who I'm going to be putting on that stand. And from based on the things that I saw in this trial, I mean, they put some witnesses up there that ended up being very hurtful to their case. I mean, there were neighbors and so on and so forth. And um, I would have made sure that, you know, before I put them up there, I'm, I'm going to know what sort of evidence is going to be you know, placed on that stand, um, how the jurors are going to view it, a whole host of things. Would have made sure that I had a roundtable, essentially, of people brainstorming this case. You, you and I have brainstormed cases before. And right. essentially, I would have made sure that, um, that I, I did those things before I put witnesses on the stand. And, of course, to reevaluate them and, and not put, the, put them on there if that was the case, because I think that's what ended up hurting this case. I felt like they they prosecuted this case with with no passion, with no vigor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they they the the definitely the prosecution dropped the ball um, in terms of allowing the defense to adjust the timeline. You know because the defense, you know their case begins at the punch to George Zimmerman, and mm-hmm. then the, the ensuing you know battle. So mm-hmm. if you start there, yes, Trayvon looks like the aggressor. But if you right. start in the car with the phone call to the cops, with the don't don't go any further, we sending somebody out. If you start there, then this guy looks like the stalker that they tried to paint him out to be. That's right. That's right. That's why the entire picture has to be opened up. Everything has to be opened up in terms of things. I mean, where is this young man coming from? You know, what was he? Where was he headed to? What was his intent? I mean, all those kinds of things. Unfortunately, we couldn't hear from him. That was the problem. But we also need to look at the history with uh, with respect to uh, George Zimmerman. And and you know, and from what I understand from his prior history is that he had a number of calls. He had a number. There were a number of concerns. And his background, which, of course, I thought um, made the prosecution have to file this case because of the many things that he had been involved in. 
So, so no, I, I agree with you. I mean, last last question, last question, Vic. What took them so long to charge him? You think, in your opinion? You know, I think that um, that based on, I think the biggest problem in this case is that stand your ground law, which was, um, which is what everyone is is attempting to repeal. I mean, it, it's different. I mean, here in California, it's you, if there's an imminent danger, you have to only come back with as much force as reasonable, what's reasonable to prevent that danger from coming. But um, in Florida, it's, you can use deadly force. And I think that's what they considered in terms of things that this is probably a, lose, you know, a case that they was going to lose. And so so we would never what, see uh, a case like this in California? Oh, in California, of course you would. Of course you would, because because Zimmerman would have only had to use enough force to to uh, reasonably prevent that danger to himself. See, in other words, fist versus a gun. Oh no, that definitely would have been followed in California. And oh, wow. and under the law, under the law, more than likely he would have been convicted. So that was a big so, problem. So 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 the the nuts and bolts of stand your ground. Stand your ground allows you to to meet uh, a force with a deadly force. That that's correct. That's correct, and that's what they're attempting to repeal. That's yes, sir. Interesting. Wow. Hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry. You're tuning in Roddy Perry Live. Thank you, Victor. Hang on the line, man. I might come back to you because I, I definitely wanted to have a legal perspective because, you know, as I look at Facebook and Twitter, a lot of us are very emotional about this, and a lot of times when you're emotional, you really kind of the facts go out the window, you know, and so I, I'm glad I got you on the line so we can kind of get, you know, the legal perspective. You know, I don't want us to not be emotional, but I don't want us to just be emotional. By all means. My man, hey, hang on the line. Hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry. We're going to take some more callers. Thank y'all for calling in. The number is 718-305-6383. If you got I want to know how you feel, man. I mean, we, we lost one of our young men. This Now, if you look at the case, they say he was 17, but he was just 17. He was only like, you know, a few weeks in his 17th, past his 17th birthday, and we lost this young man. And I, I send my prayers out to his family. I can only imagine I can only imagine how they feel right now uh, or in the aftermath of this case. Dante Burks from California, you on Rodney Perry Live. What's going on, Rodney? How are you? What's up, Dante, man? I, I want to take your call. Uh, we're talking about Trayvon Martin. Uh, how, do you, how do you feel, man? How does this, uh, this situation make you feel, and what's your take on it? Well, uh, I was disappointed but not surprised at the, uh, at the verdict. I paid attention to the trial and um I don't think that the I don't think that the prosecution presented a case that they were going to get a conviction on second degree murder. <clears throat> I do think that the the because of the evidence wasn't there. I do think that the evidence was there for them to get a conviction for manslaughter, but they never intended to get a conviction for manslaughter or second degree murder. Oh. Oh, Dante, come on, baby, what you mean? Come on, get, give me something, baby. What, why you say that? Well, if I'm not, I'll just put this out there. I'm not an attorney, but I'm sure Victor is. You, have, you know when you're an attorney, one of my, my good friends is, what you have the evidence to prove beyond a reasonable doubt. Right. Now, they couldn't prove beyond a reasonable doubt that it was second-degree murder. Okay. They had the evidence to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that George Zimmerman's negligence was responsible for the death of Trayvon Martin, which is the key component to a manslaughter case. 
so, so let that me, was let right me, there. Let me, let, me, let me understand what you're saying, Dante. You're saying that they shouldn't have never even attempted to get second degree murder. That they should have, they should have, they should have. That should have been their their first charge is the manslaughter charge. Yeah, the the manslaughter charge is what they had the evidence to prove. Second degree murder, they didn't have the evidence to prove. Interesting, interesting. Well, well said. Now, now when I when I look at it, they they added the manslaughter charge after the fact, and they even attempted to add another charge at, at some point, you know. And I, I can't remember what that charge was. The the whole thing about child abuse, you know, that they they attempted to add that got thrown completely out of the courtroom. Right. So, so when when you, you you're saying that. You know, I mean, I think I think we're saying the same thing, but you you're saying it with an exclamation point, while I'm saying it with a kind of period. You're saying that they didn't, they never wanted to to win this case, is what I'm. I'm not saying that they never wanted to win the case. I'm saying that they went after something that they couldn't prove. They didn't have the evidence to support uh, a, 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 a second degree murder conviction. So right. uh, it's kind of like you're throwing now, stuff now, up against the wall to see reason, what sticks. Do you think that was the reason they took so long to charge them in the first place is that they didn't think they had a case? No, I think that uh, the the reason why they, they took so long to, to, to charge him is because of who was the victim. The victim was a, a young black male, and uh, throughout the history of this country, it has been proven that uh, the, the value of life for a young black male isn't very much. <clears throat> Because you know what, if it wasn't for this huge amount of national attention that was given to this case and President Obama saying that if he had a son, he would look like Trayvon, I don't think charges ever get brought. Wow. Man, hey, 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 thank you for the call, Dante. Hey, y'all, hang on the line. The phone lines are, are crazy lit up. People, this is so emotional uh, of a, uh, a, a situation. Uh, I want I want to throw this out there, too. Um, and, and Dante uh, brings up excellent point, and, and, and let's talk about that. Let's talk about the value of black life. You know, uh, ha- has that changed? Has it gotten better? Are we more valuable now than we used to be? Uh, uh, you know, if you look at this case, you'll have to say no, you know. And um, uh, we go, I, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to Dallas, Texas. Uh, one of my comedy compadres and a very vocal uh, man on, on, on all social issues, my man, comedian uh, extraordinaire, Mr. James Hanna. James, you're online, Rodney Perry Live. Hey, what's up, man? Only got a few minutes. How you been? Oh man, awesome man! I'm glad you called in. Good. I, I know, Good. I know you got your, you, you got a, a take on okay. this. We look at Trayvon uh, Martin. We look at this case. How do you feel first as a father? Well, as a father, I feel terrible. I mean, it's that could have I mean every black person with a son that could have been your son. Mm-hmm. Okay, plain and simple. And what I was, I was answering the question about what the what the media played no role in that verdict. Okay. The media played no role because white people going to do what white people going to do. When are black people going to understand that they don't like us? Wow. When y'all going to figure this shit out? Just because you know a few good white people in your life, you going you to – when y'all going to figure out they don't like your black ass? Okay? James, it's, it's crazy to hear you say that. Hey, check this out. I'm watching Mississippi burning last night, right? Right. And And I'm looking at this movie – and I'm thinking about Trayvon Martin. I'm thinking about this case, and 
uh-huh. it, it was it was so similar, you know, yeah. that I was I was like, wow. All Here's these the decades later, and it's still it's still very it's prevalent. It's gonna always be like this. It's gonna always. Okay, white people's hatred of us is fucking primal. When are y'all gonna figure that out? It's they, they the the hate the hatred they have for us is is literally on a primal instinctual level where they have to feel superior to us in order to thrive. Okay, just like Mississippi Burden with a dad, with a, Gene Hackman told the story of his dad who shot dad. the black man, the black farmer's horse, because if he can't be better than a nigga, he ain't a man. Okay, they could have showed George Zimmerman shooting Trayvon Martin, and he still would have got off. I mean, wow. people, it's, I blame black people because we just ain't learned. We too busy trying to trying to fall in for the illusion of inclusion. Get over this shit. Okay, they okay. don't like you. And wait, let me just say this is what we need to do is stop marching, quit that fucking marching, because it ain't doing nothing. It makes us look weak. It makes us look like we have no original thought. Stop marching. Boycott something. Okay, if black folks, if black men in general had any balls, all the black athletes would ban Florida. Which well, well, you know what you know you know what you know what James it's wonder you bring that up because there are there are a ton of entertainers that are indeed doing that right now you know there's a um, yeah, not only but those they're black entertainers are only going to affect a black audience if black athletes said you know what we're not playing in Miami we're not playing in Orlando we're not playing in Florida that affects white folks. That makes mm. white folks stand up and listen. You can't. Ex- the thing about this trial is that the lesson I can't believe black folks ain't learned after after Rodney King, after Hurricane Katrina. I can't believe y'all still ain't learned that they they can't do the right thing. They will never do right by us. They will let never do right this. by us. Let me ask you this, James. Right. Let me ask you this. How long before this thing, this issue with Trayvon fades away and we start to forget again? Oh, I give it. Oh, I give it to him. Uh, it's gonna, they're gonna forget when Obama get out of office, because that's the other problem with us is that now that Obama's out of office, dude, we are so fucking neutered. Black folks have lost all their edge. On November two thousand eight, when Barack Obama got got elected, I've even heard dumbass niggas say on Facebook that Obama's our reparations. Wow. Okay, that's how we have lost our edge. We have we we got a we got three generations of black men raised by single mothers, and that's another show. We got that's a whole show. generation of that. That's another show. We got a whole generation of neutered black men who are out there in the public eye as athletes, rappers, and politicians, and everything who don't who lack a backbone. Let, let me ask you this, James. Me let me ask you this, James, because we we, uh-huh. we it's it's easy to point the finger. Uh-huh. What's the solution? How do we get better? Uh, how we get better is boy. We uh, the only the only way we can get better is through our money. Black folks are the biggest consumers in America. We spend I don't know how much money on on so much BS. What I would do is if I was a black leader, I would do I would I would have all of Black America for one Christmas. Don't buy a damn thing. And our goal needs to be fuck the marching. Only way the way you honor Trayvon Martin is to get rid of the stand your ground law. You have to. It has to be abolished in every state where it is, because it just gives white people a license to shoot young black men. Because the deal is, the reason that 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 George Zimmerman got off is he had a white jury, five white women, and one Latino. And the problem with the truth of the matter is, is with white folks, they see young black men 
as killers. In their mind, their conscious or subconscious mind, they believe that Trayvon Martin had the capability to kill George Zimmerman. And the problem is, the truth was, that boy just whooped his ass. George Zimmerman ran up on the wrong dude and got his ass whooped. And instead of taking his ass whooping like a man, he shot that boy. His life was never in danger. They even, the medical examiner said the injuries were not life-threatening. Those five white women and one Latino woman ignored all of that. All they did was go with what they wanted to hear. Okay, that's they wanted to. They went with everything they wanted to hear. And then I'm getting angry because I'm hearing white people on Twitter and the internet calling him a hero. Let me tell you something. Wow. If he's a hero, OJ is a hero. Hey, hey, we're going we gonna to stop it right there. Hey, y'all, this is James. That was, that's my man, James Hanna, talented comedian, uh, Truth Page. James, what's your website, man? I don't have one right now. I shut down my uh, – I, I got too many stalkers. I had to shut down my page for a you while. You shut down the Truth Page? Oh, Dude, man. I had all kinds of stalkers. I'm on Twitter, though. I'm still on Twitter, at Yo Uncle James. Okay, Yo Uncle James, thank you for calling in, man. Thank you very much. Right, Your words were heard, and um, we we definitely talk about that too, guys. Like like what 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 is the recourse now? I mean, do do you do you uh do you do like some of these artists, uh, Frankie Beverly and Mays, uh, R. Kelly? There's a long list of artists that said they're not playing in the state of Florida. But like James said, um, who is that hurting? That's hurting the 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 people that live there. Their audience is black. Well, may, maybe econ- maybe it's still an economic hit as well. Um, so I don't, I don't know. Let's let's talk about it, man. This is Roddy Perry. You tune in, Roddy Perry Live. When we come back, we going to Chicago, we going to Ohio, and we coming back to Atlanta. Y'all hang on the line. I'm gonna get to y'all. I promise. I'm gonna get to y'all. It's Roddy Perry. You tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. And I would do anything for love. Oh, I would do anything. I would do anything for love, but I won't do that or that or this. No, If you're looking for the latest in comedy, news, and entertainment, the only place to go is the Humor Meal. Check out the website, humormealmag.com. Humor Meal, the only place for comedy, news, and entertainment. I see you, Frank. Hey, y'all, stay right there. We come back. More Rodney Perry Live. Want to know why I didn't last five hours? I just proved the theory of relativity. I mastered origami while beating the record for hacky sacking. Found Bigfoot. Swam the English Channel. And then I swam back. And then I took the dogs for a walk. <laughs> How do I do all this? Five hour energy. Hours of energy now with no crash later. Underline! What up, y'all? We are back. This is Rodney Perry, and you're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. Uh, we're completely live today. We're opening up the phone lines because I, I started looking at this this whole uh, incident with Trayvon Martin, George Zimmerman, the aftermath of the trial. And as I, as I talked to my uh, improv class about it last week, 
I can see that people were still hurting. They were confused, and they, they wanted to have that dialogue, but you, maybe you can't get in on the terrestrial shows. Maybe you can't talk to Tom Joyner about it. Maybe you can't get in to talk to, you know, a guy like, you know, Michael Basin, who was really kind of our voice, who's gone now. So uh, I wanted to talk about it on this show today. So we, we are here. Let's go to Chicago. Ken, Chicago, Illinois, man, a place where it's a lot of violence going on. Uh, we had uh, uh, Denise uh, earlier talking about black-on-black crime, and, I mean, we're seeing that a lot in, in my city, in Chicago, but that's not the issue here, am I right? Absolutely not. Rodney, what's going on? Ken in Chicago, man. Uh, thank you for doing this show. I especially, like you just said, you can't really get on a lot of the major um you know, platform, so you've given this opportunity for many people to call in to voice their opinion about it. I, mean, I think it's tremendous, man. So uh, just really quick and sharing my thoughts. Uh, it's it's what, what really everyone has said, man, and shout-out to your Uncle James. I'm definitely following him on Twitter. Uh, he spoke about some great points, and they, it's, it's a challenge for the African-American race, man, to really maintain and be a man in this country without being so much, quote-unquote, or the lack of, uh, worse or worse, but hated on. I mean, the way they really try to keep us down. And the George Zimmerman case, man, it's obvious that uh, those laws have to be overturned, and not just in Florida, but in 21 other states. And I'm also just even looking at the media uh, side of it. They just released it saying George Zimmerman helped some people get out of a Ford Focus uh, to, uh, last week or something like that. And so he's been spotted and and. Stanford, Florida, steal. So it's like, are they trying to steal, polarize this guy, the hero? I don't even know if it really happened. I'm just that way with media. So it, right. if you caught it, it's a story came out today, uh, published today, that George Zimmerman rescued four people out off a car that was hanging off a cliff. So I'm like, wow. really? So now he's continuing to be pub- uh, polarized and publicized. As yeah, and now he got a cape on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So well, I just man, wanted man, to share that so- Also. I just wanted to share that thought. I also wanted to tell you, man, I'm Ken from Finesse Media, so thank you for coming on the show. So I definitely want to call in and chime my opinion, but also express my verbal uh, appreciation of you having this show and this platform and giving people the opportunity to give their feedback on this particular engaging subject, man. It's really, really bad. Uh, absolutely, man. Shout out Finesse Media. Uh, what can people listen, man, to, to y'all show? Absolutely. Finesse Media, we're also a blog talk radio. We air every. Thursday nights at 7.30 Central on Blog Talk Radio. That's blogtalkradio.com backslash finesse media with Tisha Soul. We air again every Thursday night at 7.30. Tune in this Thursday for our great interview with Mama D from Love & Hip Hop. Oh, y'all talk to Mama D. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh. But thank you, Roddy, and I'm still listening on. I'm just going to jump back and give some people more calls because I know your lines are slut. I just want to share that, and thank you for doing that. I'm following the show, and I'm just tuned in. Hey, thanks for thanks for listening, man. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. You're tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. Let's go to Ohio. Robert from Ohio, you're on the line. Rodney Perry Live. Hey, what's going on, Rodney? How you doing, man? Man, man, you you know we're talking about Trayvon today, man. What's your thoughts on this, man? How you feeling? Well, you know what, man? Uh, I'll tell you two quick things that I'm feeling. Uh, number one, I, a caller said it earlier that I'm feeling like black life is worth like zero like dollars right like right now in America. Like you could hit a you could hit a dog or kill somebody by accident and get some jail time. You know, look at Mike Vick. Um we had a football player play for Cleveland Browns that hit a man um while he was in Florida, hit a man with a car, had to do some jail time. I mean, if you kill somebody you should go to jail for some time, right? <laughs> I mean it hey, just seems hey, like that's you, what makes you know sense. what you know what? It, it, it really should be that simple. It really yeah, should be that it, simple. It, it, Right, you kill somebody, you should you should pay for it. You should 
and he didn't have to pay anything. And that's if you if you could kill a young black kid and not have to pay anything, your life then black life is worth zero dollars. And the second way it made me feel was that all of the the races out there who look at young black kids with their pants sagging and the hoodies and want to say that you know that they're scared of them, and this verdict kind of validates them. And that's why you're seeing some of the, especially in white ring media, calling Zimmerman a hero because when you have some white people on. Uh, on the sites uh, feeling white shame right now because they can't believe it's happening. You do have that other uh, set of white people that feel like, well, now I feel validated in my fear. Now I feel like that that jury said what I'm feeling. Like I'm scared of these kids, and if I have to kill one of them, you know, it, it, it validates that fear now. So it, it's, those are the two things that I felt from it. And um, I want to give you three quick points across, about the uh, the trial, and then I'll let you get to some other callers because I know you got a ton of people calling. Yeah. Number one, man, they focused a lot on the way uh, Trayvon looked the night of the murder. You know, hey, he had on a hoodie. Um, the, the prosecution or the, the defense was showing pictures of him with the gold teeth and with his shirt off trying to make him seem like he's some big bodybuilder. He was bird-chested, man. Are you serious? But anyway, nobody focused on the way Zimmerman looked that night. Zimmerman has shaved his head, and anytime you shave your head, you're looking for trouble. You know, <laughs> you know, look at movies like Taxi Cab Driver with Robert De Niro. You shave your head, you're looking for some trouble. Uh, he had on a jogging suit like he and, and had a loaded gun. He was looking for trouble. He was looking to get into a fight that night. Nobody focuses on the way, and he was in good shape. When, right. when the first time you saw Zimmerman in the Yeah, in by the, by the time he, he got to the trial, he looked like a fat slob, you know, which I think was very deliberate. I think that was very yeah. deliberate, but you know that's gamesmanship in the courtroom. So hold on, let me let me let me bring my man in. Let me bring Victor in. Victor, when you when you look at a George Zimmerman uh, during the trial, and he's probably fifty or sixty pounds heavier, is that gamesmanship between lawyers? Oh, no doubt, no doubt about it. I mean, you know, in order to play him down as being a physical aggressor and to, and to bring him as you know, into the game as being. Um, a, essentially a victim. I mean, they're going to play those kinds of games where they're going to make him seem, you know, have him put on the weight or whatever, or to have him as non-assuming as possible, you see. And then that's all part of the game. Wow. Hey, thanks, Vic. Hey, hey, hey Rob, man, I, I got to thank you for your call, man. More quick yeah. points. Um, uh, the second thing is he said that uh, Trayvon was pounding him MMA style. What what seventeen year old black kid do you know pound somebody MMA style? If anything, when they fighting you, they trying to stop your ass. They not trying to fight you MMA style. Are you serious? Now, now I, I got to stop you there, Robert. I got to stop you with, with MMA growing and being more prevalent. You know, I mean, that's like you know, my my son had become proficient in it, and he wasn't just from you know his his friends. So it's possible that. You know, it's like it's like WWE. You know, we was growing up with the WWF. When we was growing up. You would do little wrestling moves on people that you thought you knew. Now it might not have been textbooks, but he might have actually, you know, went to that went to that dome piece on him. I, and but but again, I'll say this again. I I don't think the case started at the fight. The case started yeah. to me when he was in his vehicle and made a decision to to pursue this guy. Right, when right. He, when he made the, the decision. Exactly. The last thing, a point I want to hit, and like I said, I'm going to let you get to some other callers. Just just think about that. The last thing I want to hit is those jurors must have believed that was Zimmerman screaming for help, which is ridiculous to me. You don't pull out a gun and scream for help. You know, you don't that have don't a gun in your hand. That don't go together. Help. That's it how don't. it's more wrong. It don't. Guns and help me don't go together. 
Exactly. So those are my three points that I wanted to make that if I was on that jury would shot Zimmerman's story to me. You know, you would dress for a fight. Uh, you know, you said a kid that is not trained to MMA was pounding you MMA style. And when you was in good shape that night and then number three, you screaming for help with a gun in your hand. Are you serious? So all of that just, just doesn't make sense to me, man. So Ronnie, good job with your show, man. Great job, man. Uh, thoughts and prayers to the, to the, uh, Trayvon Martin family. And, uh, F. Zimmerman, man, talk to you later, man. My man. Hey, hey, Robert said something very powerful just then. I don't know if y'all heard it or not. If I was on that jury, I'll say to anybody as a person of color, whether you're black, Latin, or whatever, do your jury duty. You understand me? I know we all, we busy, we got our crazy lives, and we I ain't got time to be sitting on, when I get in there, I'm going to tell them this. When I'm in, and then you look at these cases and wonder why there's no black jurors. There are no black jurors because you don't stand jury duty. I'm a, I'm a big advocate of standing your jury duty. Do your civic duty. I'm telling you. I had the opportunity to stand a murder case in Los Angeles when I lived out there. And when I tell you, it was the most stressful time of my life. Okay? Uh, we, we, it, was, it was a murder case. It was two neighboring businesses. And on this day, uh, uh, L.A. Has, does have the imminent danger law. And on this day, the guy felt like his wife was in imminent danger, and he killed his neighbor in business. He killed the guy that owned the neighbor in business. Ultimately, we end up being a hung jury. Come to find out afterwards that we were the second jury to hang on this case, and, and the guy ended up walking free. So I say that to you to say this. Do your duty. Stand your your uh, jury duty. All right? Um, uh, thank you for calling in the number, 718-305-6383. You listen to Rodney Prairie Live. Man, so many good people on the line. Let me go to Jay Renee. Jay Renee, you're on Rodney Prairie Live. Okay. So I'm at work, and I'm trying to do this call right quick. Okay. my my The thing that threads me the most with the whole trial and what's going on with this case, Rodney, is the fact that I have a cousin who was only a year older than Trayvon. Uh-huh. You see what I'm saying? Right. And, and my little cousin has a tendency to be a little hot-headed, especially to when, when he feels like he's being threatened. And after the verdict came back, I remember going to my um, cousin's house that day, his mom's house, and asking her, where is he? And she said, he's out with his friends. I said, call him and have him to come home right now. She said, why? I said, because the verdict has come back and that um, guy was found not guilty for murdering Trayvon. And she said, what? She wasn't watching TV at the time. And I sat there and I waited on him. About 30 minutes later, he walks through the door. And all I could do was just hug him, kiss him, and cry. And he was like, what's wrong? I was like, I was like, you got to be careful out here. I said, there's a target on your back. And he was like, I'm like I am careful. I am careful. I was like, no, you got to be careful. Watch your surroundings. Watch who you're with. And as right. a mother, as a black mother, it's very frightening to see something like that transpire. And there's really nothing that we can do about it but pray. Wow. You know, well said. Pray. Well said. Well said. Thank you just for the pray. call, Jay Renee. As Jay Renee, she's right, calling in from Atlanta, Georgia, very funny comedian as well. Um, you know, a lot of people look at us as comedians and, and – um, you know, I've, I've seen some comics say some stuff that was, you know, off color in reference to this case. Uh, a young dude, uh, well, he's not young, but he he, uh, 
he referenced. Let me see if I can find what this fool said. Um, somebody uh, texted to me. He was on. I'm a. I'm a read to you what this young this dummy said on on his Facebook page. And and we're gonna. I want y'all to, to chime in on how how this particular comment makes you feel. Let me find it. It's right here. Well, I tell you what. I'm gonna find it. Let me let me bring in this, let me bring in this call before I do that. Uh, Jay Henry, you on Atlanta, Georgia? Jay Henry, what's up, dog? How do you feeling about this whole Trayvon Martin thing? Oh man, how's it going? First of all, man. Jay Henry, uh, a talented jazz saxophonist, and the whole nine. Yeah, man. First of all. A lot of people alluded to say this, but I think the uh, whole trial was nothing but a public relations stunt. In a sense, uh, I don't believe they ever intended to convict Zimmerman. The the whole approach from the prosecution was flawed from the beginning. I mean, it's actually a common sense uh, case. You look at a guy who... Hold on, January, though. i got to stop you right there because common sense is... Common sense is what we use when we say, well, blah, blah. But when you sit on the jury, you're asked to, to, to look at the, the evidence and only the evidence. So uh-huh. there's a certain amount of your common sense that's always in play. But at the same time, you know, reasonable doubt is a very high burden of proof is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. No, but, I understand. But go ahead. The reason I say that, all right, first of all, the um, – George Zimmerman clearly showed intent to uh, mm-hmm. do something or to injure someone from the sense of him calling 911. The right. uh, 911 operator specifically told him not to get out of the car. Stand and he made down. a statement and out. Yeah, he made a statement, something to the nature of these assholes always get away with stuff and it's not going to happen today. That number one wow. shows intent. The, uh, other, the other point being that he actually got out of his car and uh, pursued someone. This uh, the kid uh, alleged uh, he actually ran from him, and then the uh, Zimmerman obviously caught him or whatever, and they got in a confrontation. Now two things strike me: they're saying that Trayvon Martin was on top of George Zimmerman. So if Trayvon Martin is on top of George Zimmerman, if Zimmerman was able to get his gun and shoot Trayvon Martin, two things happen: why is there no blood on the gun? Why is there no blood on Zimmerman? Also. If he's getting his head banged on the ground, I don't care unless a two or three year old's banging his head on the ground, there would be some type of um uh physical yeah. evidence if, or physical if, bodily if injury. This, if it's this this MMA style beat down that he claimed he got, it should have been way more damage. Exactly. Right. Be it on concrete or grass. So those are just some holes in the uh whole case. I don't I don't really believe that they ever intended on uh prosecuting this guy now you asked the question earlier we have so many uh criticisms on the system what can we do what's the solution well to me the solution is if we know the law is not going to change if we know things are not going to work in our favor those of us who are in the public eye some of us have a little more influence than others we need to start sensation stop sensationalizing the thug look or so to say because for whatever reason, that appears to be the only image that the mainstream media gets of the African-American community. Therefore, it's going to cause them to fear because every time they see African-Americans in the media 
or in any type of um, setting, they get this negative um, view of us or misconstrued conception of what we are. So I think we have the uh, have to take the uh, responsibility to try to change that culture. Let some of those of let uh, some of us who are I, in the spotlight. I, 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 I hear them. what you're saying, Jay. Here, I see. I hear what you're saying, but I think it's probably closer to what James said in that whatever we wear, you know, the fact that you're threatened. I don't know if that's going to change your your that that fact. Now, you know, to my white my white friends, my white listeners, I want to say I'm not demonizing all white people. You know, and and you know, I, know, I know James. James is very clear on that. You know how he feel, but I, I don't. I don't feel that way. I don't think every white person is 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 my enemy. You know, but I do think I have some enemies that are undeniably white. So, um, and and because of that, you know, we have to always, you know, as Jay Renee said, you got to be careful. You got to be careful. You know, when you're in those situations, and you know, you gotta kind of keep your head. You know, I don't think I don't think and y'all tell me what y'all think. Uh, uh and thank you for the call, J. Henry. I don't think we had a luxury of of wilding out, you know, or if we gonna go, we all should go. You know what I'm saying? You know, if, if we if everybody is not gonna just lose it and, and do something wild, you know, loot mayhem crazy. If you not if everybody that's that's black not gonna do that, then we probably need to, to to really look at 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 you know staying in control as much as possible, you know you know given the situation, I talked to a young man. He's like, I tell my sons never to run, you know. So he said my son would have easily been in that same situation. Tough cookie, Sacramento, California. You on the line, Rodney? How you doing? Yes. We talking Rodney, about Trayvon Martin. What's your take on it? I have a couple of things. Check this out. The Stanford Police Department, once they got on the scene and seen Trayvon Martin, dead body, and when they took George Zimmerman's first statement, all the dominoes began to fall right there. That's number one. That's number one. Number two, I don't know if a lot of people heard of this case in in the 60s called the Jenny Vesey case, where in Brooklyn, New York, Someone was getting beat up and was calling out for help. Everyone looked out the windows. Some of them called 911, but nobody went out there to help. Look at this case. Someone's crying out for help, saying help, 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 in a middle-class community, nice middle-class white suburban mainly community with other minorities. No one went out to help. They looked out their windows and all this stuff. I think one person went out to help, but didn't get even close enough to even want yeah, to it was over. It was over involve himself. Point. Now, right. Rodney, what do the media always say about these black neighborhoods where everybody want to keep quiet? The police always say they always want to keep quiet. Please come out. Say something. What did that say in America in 2013 that in those type of communities, the suburbs, where no one wants to even go out and help? So to me... They should be ashamed of themselves. They should be searching their own souls for not even wanting to help. Third thing, third thing, God's plan, George Zimmerman saying. It was God's plan. God's plan to me after the fact was the media always talk about black males not being in their 
key is life. Tracy Martin, when you see that photo of him loving on his son, kissing him, that says a lot. That says a lot about that. We need to see more men doing that. The media needs to show more black men showing Tracy Martins of the world kissing their black sons. Wow. Hey, I don't hey, know well how that's going to affect. I don't know. One more I, thing, Rodney, one more thing. Yeah. One more thing. Right. I'm looking at the news on Saturday night in Sacramento, California, Fox News, a biased station where the African-American Tia Ewing um, as a newscaster talking about the protest in the local area and around the world. And guess what photo they show? Trayvon Martin with no shirt on when his cap backwards. That's profiling. But as an African-American news sportscaster, broadcaster, newscaster, so what? She wasn't in the – she was there in that meeting before they came on the air, but yet they still showed that photo. That was profiling. That's all I got to say. Peace and love to you, man. Hey, hey th- thanks for the call. Thanks for the call. Tough cookie out of Sacramento, California. Um uh, that, that, that's interesting. That's interesting. That the, the last point she brought up, and I, I noticed that uh, I watched this uh, documentary years ago on 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 what they do to the images in the media. Like when when they want to to demonize somebody, you'll see them look darker. You'll see them put a tin on it or Photoshop them to look darker than they are. I mean, if you if you look at you know, but that goes both ways because you know the 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 prosecution would show a picture of Trayvon at about fourteen or twelve, you know, with a hoodie on. So you know, I think that the, that manipulation of the media goes both ways, and you know, whether you're watching CNN, HLN, or Fox, I think we are constantly being manipulated by the media. You know, you know, as as audience, and you got to be smart enough and savvy enough to find, you know, your truth in that in that in through the the, the quagmire of all the information that we get nowadays. Um, I talked to a uh, Damon Wayans who was in town uh, Atlanta this past weekend, and and we talked about the case, and and he, and he was like, man, he's like that that could have easily been my brother, that could have easily been my son, you know, so. I think more than anything, we we are reeling. So the question now is, as we uh, we're going into bonus coverage, we're in, uh, added thirty minutes to the show today. Uh, where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? I want to know how, again how you feel your take on it. But where do we go? What's what solutions do we have, if any? Uh, the number seven one eight three zero five six three eight three. Where are we going? Seuss, you on Rodney Perry live? Yo, what's good, Rodney? <laughs> what's up, dog, man? We uh, got commercials uh, now and all that. That's what's up. Word. No, my thoughts um, right real quick is um, I got a bunch of them, but I ain't going to hold you. I don't have no nothing against the stand-your-ground law. I'm a licensed firearm carrier, and um, I'm, I'm all, I'm, I have nothing against that law. As far as this case go, I don't know what that law had to do with this case. That's the point. Okay. They keep they keep shooting down the stand your ground law and whatever it is. I mean, I'm, if you have a firearm and that's what it is, then that's what it is. I mean, I, I, I'll buy by the law. But um, as far as that's, that law has nothing to do with this case for the simple fact is that I felt that Zimmerman put himself in that situation. 
Right. And when they when they told him to, um, not to pursue him, not to get out of his car, he was like, I'm going to follow him. He got out of his car and pursued it. He put himself in danger. When you suppose that stand your ground laws, if that if I feel threatened or whatever it is, then you, you can you can uh, you can uh, attack it with um, lethal force. But if you right. put yourself there, you followed that man. You know what I mean? And it's like somebody said earlier that they put they you 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 followed the wrong dude and he turned around and put his hands on you, or whatever it is. I don't know the situation went down after he um, went to him. I just know that if you would have stayed in your car, you would it would have never happened. happened. We wouldn't right. be having this conversation. Exactly. So that's that's my point. Everybody keeps shooting down this law and how we're not going to perform in Florida. There's 21 states with stay in your ground laws. That's another thing I want to speak about because I have artists. Right. And I don't have nothing against those artists that decide to not perform there, but that's not affecting their community because there's other um, – tourism is not going to stop, um, sports is not going to stop, and they generate more money than you do as an artist to that community. So that's wow. not going to affect. That's not going to change the law because you don't want to perform there. So I, I say, I uh, say this, Sue. So you tell me what you think. If you want to mm. boycott something, do the mm. show and give some of the proceeds to the Trayvon Martin family. There you because go. Because that family <laughs> needs that money. And that and and see that that that'll be that'll be a better thing than you not performing there and taking and and taking money because the people that you're trying to affect don't go to your show. They don't perform. They they don't go see you. So Man, they don't care if you. People. They don't want you there anyway. So then they get upset when you get there. And wow. um, my my um, my other thing is they keep saying about the value of black life. I don't allow no one else to put value on my life or anybody else. You don't tell me wow. how valuable my life is. So whether or not they care that um, they don't care about my um, about the value of black life, I don't know because I don't know them and I'm not speaking on them. But my life is valuable. And anybody that's around me, their life is valuable. So whatever it is, from shooting down laws and, and marching and pro, go ahead and if, you, if that's what you want to do to blow off steam, but don't just do it because this is here. Continue to do it. Don't stop it when it just like the sit-in that y'all did for Wall Street, the Occupy Wall Street, and then y'all mm-hmm. ain't no longer there. Y'all not still there. You know what I mean? And, and they're going to continue going. If you're going to do it, continue to do it to affect the change, but do it for a reason. Zimmerman got on TV and he said he's, he won an apology from black America. Really? Wow. Yo, you won your case. Shut up and go home. Like, you know what I mean, it's a chess game in there, and they do their thing. Your lawyer, you, your lawyer did something. Prosecutor didn't prove their case. You won. Shut up and go home. Wow, yeah, well said. Get on, <laughs> don't get on TV and talking trash. That's my problem is that, okay, you won. Whatever it is, you use the law. Sometimes it works, sometimes it gets, whether it's for or against. Whether it was a black man sitting there and his lawyer went to work and got him off. You right. know what I mean? Shut up, go home. That's it, you beat the case. Yeah. And that's all you look for when you do it. All this other mess that these people saying on TV and, and and going around and it's not a black and white thing. I mean, you could turn it into that, but it's it's, it's bigger than that as far as anything else. And you're not going to stop me from feeding my family from doing anything else. Like you said, go ahead, do your show, put the money to where it needs to be. You got put your money behind um, congressmen and people that's running that, that so you can put some people in there that law changes. Do something outside of that to affect change. Marching doesn't affect change. This ain't the 60s. You know what I mean? So it took a long time for the marching in the 60s for stuff to change. They started in the 50s and 60s. It didn't change to freaking 70s and 80s. 
So wow. it, 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 you want to get something done right now? There's people running. Go get get go do something to the legislation. Get something in there to do something to, to affect change. But as far as so saying you, ground you, law, I don't have nothing against uh, that. Affects change. Affect change with your vote. Right. Exactly. Don't well, say ah, they don't, don't care about us. You know what I mean? They don't care about black votes. Yeah, they do. They care yeah, about they it. Enough people get out of there and they put somebody in there. They see you see they pay attention now. Wow. I ain't get so hey. I, you know how many calls I start getting, and I've been a registered voter for a long time. I ain't get so many calls from people um, reg- calling me about registered vote until Obama get in there. Now everybody call me every week, every time there's something else coming up. Right. <laughs> so, wow. <laughs> and so they know they know exactly what you is. Register to vote. Go out there and do stuff. Do jury duty, like you said. But anything else, Sanford, Florida has nothing to do with Miami. Has nothing to do with Georgia or the twenty. 20- 19 other states that have stand your ground laws. If you don't want to perform in Sanford, don't. But Jackie Robinson played there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's not, it's not a, it, it, that's not going to affect anything. And my, and my yeah, attitude is Apparently, apparently ain't, a, ain't a whole lot different from when, from when Jackie was playing there. <laughs> right, exactly. Hey, and, hey, and, hey, and as far as stand your ground law, I, I don't want nothing against that because I, 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 I may need it. So, nah, I mean, <laughs> so nah. Hey, thanks for the call, Sue. Sue says he may need to stand your ground, Law. Hilarious. All right, y'all. Um, we're down the home stretching a few more calls. I definitely want to make sure I get in. Um, ba, ba, ba. Let's go to Houston, Texas. Brandon, you on Roddy Perry Live. Thanks for holding, bro. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me on. How are you? Hi, today? Brandon. Um, we're talking about Trayvon Martin. We're talking about the uh, the, the verdict. George Zimmerman, uh, what's your take on it, bro? Well, sir, I have a couple of points that I'd like to make if you give me the opportunity, but I just want to say that as a, a brother who lost my baby brother in 2010, that it's a painful ordeal to go through, and, and I do hope and pray that the healing takes hold of their family and that they're able to get past it just as my family was. But uh, with that being set aside, I just wanted to make, I think, three comments on a few of the other points that were made earlier in the show. Uh, by some of your other listeners. Uh, the first one, I think, was the standard ground laws. Um, in this case, he didn't actually claim the standard ground laws. He he went with the common law defense of justification, which is actually older than the United States. Uh, and in that, you have to prove that, one, you had clean hands, which means that you didn't start the fight, or if you did start the fight, that you cleaned your hands of it sort of like Pontius Pilate cleaning his hands of the murder of Jesus. And then once you've proven that, then you have to prove that there was a threat and no viable chance of escape, that you tried to retreat, but once you can no longer retreat, and then you use proportional force that was necessary. And the jury has to determine if a reasonable person in your situation would have believed that you were in imminent threat of death or grievous bodily harm. And if they believe that you are honest and reasonable in that, then they find you justified for having not murdered somebody. Now, we don't know if that's what the jury chose, but the prosecution actually proved that with the ground and pound and a couple of other... uh, uh, The defense, you mean the defense? The defense proved that? No, sir, the prosecution. No, sir. The defense okay. doesn't have a burden. The, no, sir. The defense doesn't have a burden to to actually prove anything. They could rest their case as soon as the prosecution does, because as uh, someone pointed out earlier, you have to prove, or you did actually, 
you have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that they are guilty. And what that means is that you eliminate all other possible hypotheticals uh, from being even plausible, uh, which is a high, high burden of, of proof. And, and, right. and it should be for the very reasons that we wouldn't want to be sitting on, on trial for anything. Uh, but in this instance, it was the prosecution's own witnesses that proved as closely as possible that there was a possibility of justification being allowed. But senior ground laws were never invoked. They would have went through a different process pre-trial had he chose to please senior ground law. Uh, but because he had the argument that he could no longer retreat, there was no viable retreat. Now, uh, now let me let me throw this out there, Brandon, because I, I understand what you're I understand what you're saying, and I think it's a valid point. And, and this one thing, you know, as you know, I've had different conversations with different people. I try to get people to understand the defense can introduce several different plausible situations, but the prosecution yes, don't necessarily have that luxury. Am I right? To a certain extent, absolutely. Now, on the other hand, they do have the right to argue different types of, of, of uh, guilt. So they can say that he was uh, manslaughter. They can try to argue manslaughter, and they can try to argue murder, which they have different elements that must be proven, and I mean, it is a two-edged sword for them because if they try to make an argument for manslaughter, then in effect they're basically saying we do not believe we have the ability to prove murder and therefore we'll have to try to prove manslaughter so that he doesn't get acquitted of everything. Let, let me ask you this, Brandon. Uh, um, what do you think about the racial ramifications of this case? I think that the discussion needs to be had, but it's very sad that rather than, as Martin Luther King said in his I Have a Dream speech, that we should judge a man by the content of, a, of his character rather than of the color of his skin. It's now become only by the color of the man's skin. And people call Mr. Zimmerman white, but the truth is that our president is just as white as Mr. Zimmerman is. And, and it, it is just saddening that rather than, rather than trying to find a way to really voice that, that, that sorrow that the, the, the black community is is oppressed in certain ways, and I don't disagree, and there is racism, but as Charles Barkley said, both sides are just as racist as the other. It just depends on what color your skin is as to whether or not you see it a lot of times. And and I think that the discussion does need to be had, but I just don't know that throwing rocks at people and beating up men that are jogging in the street as, as has gone on in these different areas, tra- chanting justice for Trayvon is actually doing any justice to him or his family. Well, you, you know, I mean, I, I definitely understand your point. Uh, like I said earlier, I don't, I don't think that, that just because you're a white person in a country that you are a demon, but on, on a lot of levels, this, this, has, this is justifiably a race issue, and not because George Zimmerman is white, because I don't think, I don't think, I mean, you know, he was, I mean, I think from the very outset, I understood that he wasn't uh, white, I understood that from the top, but I think what what happens in this country is that there are people that aren't necessarily uh, Caucasian but identify Caucasian. And so I think because he identified Caucasian, he got lumped up into that racial mix, you know, because th- there's a conventional wisdom in this country that says if you're, you know, you're either black or white, you're, you know, it's like almost you got to pick a team. 
but you know, I, I, I'm okay. not for the violence, and uh, I appreciate your call, especially for somebody that has lost somebody to come in and, and, and give us your your two cents. is incredible. Well, and I I do thank you for your time, and I just I a couple of other people have made some really great points, and and I I don't disagree at all. Uh, I just think that you know if we if we judge him by the content of his character, maybe he is guilty, but it was his peers that judged him and acquitted him in this situation. And so when you see death threats and things like that, you know that, I mean, I mean any of the great leaders of, of, of rep, revolutionary civil rights movements, whether it be in the 60s with Martin Luther King Jr. or it even be in the Civil War with President Abraham Lincoln, it, it's peace that actually brings about that change. And, and so it's not that it's not that marching in the streets doesn't affect anything because I do believe that it, it arouses a spirit in the nation of, of a willingness to want to change. But when you march in the streets based only upon either a racial divide or, or other things, then, then you lose out on all those other people. And I think that it, it, it speaks testimony to the fact that, as you pointed out, you identify either as black or white, and the president identifies himself as a black man, yet it it goes it, it goes unsaid quite often that it requires at least 30% of the white vote in order for you to be elected president, and therefore at least 30% of the population chose to elect him as president, even though the other parts that didn't probably just didn't because they were Republican or, or independent or libertarian as opposed to Democratic. Right. I don't mean to cut you off, Brandon, but I got a couple more calls. I definitely want to get in, yes, and I want to go to Florida. I got Florida calling in. And so thank you for the call. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. You're tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. Uh, we're extended today, man. I, I really wanted to cover this subject, and um, uh, I think that uh, uh, regardless of where you stand on this issue, I think there's a lot of pain in our country right now. And because of that pain, you know, I think the only way to begin to heal, the only way for us to kind of, you know, begin to move to the next step is to is to have these this dialogue, these conversations. Uh, Victor, before I bring on my Florida calls, Victor, what, what's your take on what Brandon was saying? Well, Brandon, uh, he had some very astute things to uh, to say, and it, it was uh, great to hear his uh, insight on it. However, you know, whether it's stand your ground, common uh, common law, self defense, I mean, all of it is a form of self defense. Stand your ground, of course. That that was actually argued uh, in the case, that, and the instructions are very, very crucial when it comes to uh, any sort of a criminal trial or any sort of case, and um, that was actually uh, discussed. But he had some very astute things to say, and I agree um, that you know, in terms of Mrs. Zimmerman's character, he if he if the case was all about his character, then he would have been uh, convicted. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Um, so there were some very, very good points that was made by Brandon. I mean, and 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 let me ask you this: uh, as as a as a as a lawyer, uh, how much does it play into your case? What's going on in the media, or does it? I mean, or do, are you insulated from that when you're in a case? You know, um, I've had a, a number of high-profile cases, and I normally uh, it's my practice to not speak to the media. It's my practice to make sure that um, the jurors are kept from, um, you know, reading papers and, and, you know, being influenced by media, things of that nature. When the cameras come in, to, of course, uh, you know, try and try and avoid that. Now, it's, it's, it's nearly impossible, you know, to, to, you know, turn a blind eye to everything. 
But that's why you always make sure that you do the sociometry and check in with the jurors to make sure that they're not uh, looking at these sorts of things and, and not being you know, affected by um, by what's going on in the media. That's but why. In, in, in this day and age, how how can you do that, Victor? I mean, in this day and age with, with social media, Twitter, Facebook, I mean, even if I'm not watching television, it's hard for me to avoid this situation. You know what I mean? No, you're absolutely right. That is that that is a problem. I mean, you know, by checking in with them, making sure that they are not turning to those resources, and sometimes it's a matter of of the inquiry, making sure that you can trust them, and that's why it's so very important with respect to jury selection that you have honest people to get onto those jurors and, and uh, to the jury and, and to talk to you. But but you're right, wow. it's, un- it's impossible. Yeah. All right, hey y'all, this is Roddy Perry. You're tuning in, to Roddy Perry Live. Thanks, Vic. Thanks for hanging on. Um, Florida um, artists are boycotting Florida. Mary Mary, Rod Stewart, Eddie Levert, Mays, Frankie Beverly, Patti LaBelle, Parliament, Funkadelic, The Rolling Stones, Madonna, Alicia Keys, Usher, Will I Am, R. Kelly, Trey Songz, Rihanna, Erica Badu, Mary J. Blige, Jay Z, Kanye West, Wale, Young Jeezy, Charlie Wilson, Joe, Justin Timberlake, Sierra Ro- Kelly Rowland, Keisha Cole. The list is uh, fairly extensive. And the question is, is it is it going to affect anything? I mean, or or is the stand just the stand? Uh, Renee from Florida, what do you think? Hi, how are you? Um, I'm just, I listened to a lot of people that were talking. Each one of them had some good points. But first of all, I want to say that it wasn't a jury of, of anybody's peers. Mm. Um, if it was a jury of peers, there would have been an African-American in that jury. B-37 should have never, never been selected in that jury. Her mind was made up before she went into the jury, and I don't know. I blame the state for that because they never should have allowed her. If this well, was Well, you case, know, I mean, now, now let, let me stop you right there because, you know, the, the the defense and the prosecution, they, they choose jurors, you know, mm-hmm. and so they I don't know how many many opportunities they had to pick a black person if mm-hmm. at all which is why I'm a big advocate of standing your jury duty especially for people of color so I won't I'm not pointing a finger at us but we have to stand the duty to even get an opportunity to be on a case like this so we we, we don't know what what that was so let let's 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 jump to you know their deliberation and you know, I think you know the, the coverage was really interesting in that, and how you know different CNN, HLN, Fox, they all put up these mock juries. And also, let me ask this: uh, What's the deal with this six-jury court, uh, Victor? You know, um, various courts around the state, like here in California, it's, it's always a twelve-person uh, jury, and um, and they'll have an alternate, those kinds of things. But various uh, courts, they will have a different number. Sometimes it's nine, sometimes it's six, those kinds of things. Even the federal courts may differ from state to state as well. So it really all depends on the on the jurisdiction. Okay, thank you. So, so, so Renee, um, what, are, what are your thoughts, man? How, how, how do you, I'm sorry, I'm, yeah, Renee. Hurting, yeah, what I'm hurting thoughts? for the tra- all the Trayvons in my life, my nephews, my uh, sister's children. I'm hurting for all the ones that are around me in the church, in the community. Um, this case 
has really, I, the marching has to continue. I heard what the young man said earlier. I'm sorry. I think maybe what you said might be right. They can come to, all the celebrities can come and do a concert and then give the money to the foundation. That's a possibility. But power is in numbers. I was so elated. It helped. It lifted me this weekend to see, even in the rain, uh, in different areas where people showed up and showed out. I think that needs to continue. I will be involved in that. Um, the the celebrities are coming forth saying that they're gonna bo- they're gonna boycott. It might be like you said, you know, you're taking away from the community, but something has to give. That the jury selection, okay, you don't want to go there with that. The jury selection, in period, it has something has to change with that then, because I right. know there were blacks in Sanford, I know there were Spanish in Sanford. So something, if it's not the way they did it there. Something has to change. It's just the whole process. When the media, the media just keeps repeating over and over again, thank God there were cameras in the courtroom. Well, I saw something different than you. I heard Rachel tell say, he said, get off of me. You don't want to keep repeating that, but you want to keep repeating the opposite. The media played a big part in this. And I don't know. I'm just, I don't even want to, I'm listening. I'd rather just. I keep praying. I keep doing what I can do. I'm just so grieved that George Zimmerman killed. He murdered. I don't. Nobody can tell me nothing else. He got out of that car. Okay, manslaughter is what it should have been. He shot him. He killed him, and he wasn't justified. So I don't care what they tell me. I don't care yeah. what they tell me. I, I'm wow. just. I'm really disgusted with the whole thing. I. I, I just don't know how the Martin. I'm praying for the Martins because I'm grieving for them. I'm looking yeah. at my brother, my nephew, my these young men all around me that already life already gave up on, and you know the pastors trying to keep them, and now they have to deal with this if they walk too slow, if they walk too fast. Who is George? Yeah. Newman? What What do you wear? What do you do to? So, man, I, I completely get it, man, and I, I hear your passion. Thank you for the call, Renee. Thank you. All right. Hey, hey, we're going to Angela from Miami. Angela, you're on Rodney Perry Live. I just feel that the trial was really unfair, and for Zimmerman to not even know how to follow instructions, they told him not to follow Trayvon, and you would think that he would at least follow instructions. Now, now, what do you think, as a person that lives in the state of Florida, uh, when you hear about you know artists maybe boycotting or 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 your 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 state kind of being demonized as a result of this case. Well, how does that make you feel? I think it's okay. To me, it's okay because I feel that Florida is not a fair state anyway. Wow. Hey, hey, you know what? Anytime something crazy go down, it starts in Florida. You know, we we still yes, ain't we still okay. we still we still counting ballots in Florida. No, I'm serious. I get terminated from my job. I have a hard time food things. So it's it's not fair. All right, hey, well, well thank you so much for really fair. Thank you for the call, Angela. Um uh Atlanta, you you pushed the one you want to talk? Yes. Hi, Ronnie. This is Marlene. How are you doing? Hi, Miss Marlene. Oh uh, man, Marlene is is uh, uh, one of my students. She's in my improv class, but she was also one of the uh, jurors. You know, the mock jurors on the trial uh, for HLN. Uh, I, how, first of all, Marlene, how are you today? 
I am doing great. I'm so glad that I happened to stumble across you doing this show, and I said I must call in. You know, one of the things I want to emphasize was that during the trial, there was some video surveillance taken from the police station that showed Zimmerman's face unharmed with scratches. And it's always been my premise that that, that was staged. Someone punched him in the nose. He was able to call one of his buddies or maybe one of those dirty cops who might have hit him upside the head because Trayvon never had any DNA on his hands, in his body, on his clothing, or anything from Zimmerman. So something's not why right would we with, see, with that entire Why would we see spray. that? Like, why, why would the prosecution not use that? I don't know, but I, I do believe it's possible that the media is not releasing everything that there's to say from this trial. And um, I, I just believe that there's some, some dirty stuff that was happening behind the scenes. Wow. Okay. Okay, no doubt. No doubt. So you, you, were, you were there. We, we were talking about the media and the actual coverage. You, you, were, you, were, you, know, you were able to go in there and, and be a part of some of the mock juries. So right, you were privy, and the crime scene that was orchestrated the, there in the CNN room, I kept telling them, I said, you know, you guys keep beating this dummy on the ground and it, as if you have accepted the story that Zimmerman has told you, but that is not what happened. The DNA does not suggest that, so we should not focus on what we saw happen when Trayvon was supposed to have been on top of Zimmerman. You couldn't find any DNA on the ground or anything, and I think by the media doing that, that a lot of people focused in on that and said, yes, there was an altercation, but there was no DNA to support that. So, so... It's just so baffling to me to hear you say that, and then that that even makes the prosecution even more deficient in my eyes. Would you agree? Absolutely, absolutely, and that that is why I'm hoping that the Justice Department can look into all these things and also hone in on B37 real quick. When we were going through our mock trial with CNN, one of the things a couple of the attorneys said, "Hey, listen." I don't want anybody on my team that's affiliated with law enforcement whose husband is an attorney or what have you. And sure enough, to see that B-37 was ready to get a book published or write a book in conjunction with her husband, who was an attorney, I really took issue with that. And that well, needs to be looked into. But, but you know, that's something that you hash out uh, with, with in jury voyeur. You know, I mean, they, they should have they already vetted her that way. You know, right, now, but they did not. So that that to me is a big question. Why is it that that was overlooked? Well, well, I, I'm sure if I'm the defense, I want her on. So that might have been a defense pick. And if I'm the prosecution, I you know I probably excluded somebody else. And you, you know it's kind of a it's kind of like picking your teams in a pickup game. You 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 pick the best team you can, and 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 you go from there. So thank you for the call, Marlene. I'll see you tomorrow, right? Absolutely. Bye bye. I love. Hey hey you guys. I think we had a really uh, great conversation today. Um, I don't know if we solved anything. I don't know if people are hurting any less, but I will say this. Um, I'm a father of six children, five girls, and a boy. It would have been very difficult for me to sit in that courtroom 
and hear that verdict. It would have been very difficult for me to maintain my composure. It would have been very difficult for me to be the happy-go-lucky Rodney Perry that you guys know. I was saddened, and I am saddened, not just at the verdict, but at the fact that we've lost another young man. As I think about this this case, I'm, I'm also pointed to Chicago, where there are countless murders in the streets. You know, more people died in Chicago last year than died in Iraq. I'm reminded of what one of the callers said earlier about the fact that we are killing each other with no press. True. So I say to our, the parents, the mothers, the fathers, regardless of your color, regardless of whether you're black, white, Latin, uh, or other, I say like one of the callers said, be careful. This, more than any other time in our history, is a time for us to be careful. And when you think that word, you know, you, you think, you know, kind of, you know, maybe be a little passive, but aggressively careful to to know your steps, to plan out your days. Okay? This is Rodney Perry. You've been listening to Rodney Perry Live. Thank you for listening. Be good.